But what I said was, I don't think Beyonce could sing. And that Beyonce is to R&B what Jay-Z is to the state of hip-hop in New York at the time when Jay-Z was beginning considering himself as the king of hip-hop, the king of the goat of our um, rap, which is my opinion. So yes. much has gone on. You know, we're going to come back to the Britney conservatorship oh story. Yes. I have covered this saga, and the saga continues, uh, baby. Trick Daddy saying Beyonce can't sing. Lord. We're going to talk about that. Jesus. <laughs> the black TikTokers are on strike. Oh, Lord. We got so much. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go. Hi, everybody. You sound like Latavia Roberson. Oh, no. That's who you sounded like. You sound like Lamisha in Irish. Child. <laughs> Mess. I, I watched more of that encore. Oh, my God. Y'all. I did, too. This is what I will say. Really Wait, quick. No. Introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Y'all know me. What's up? It's your boy, Trent Rashad. Y'all know where uh, I am. I'm on Instagram at, at, at Trent Rashad. Okay. We're you off know. the rails already. Here. Um, No. The encore, though. Can we? Okay, no. Yes. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Like what we've been watching. I'm going to put that on okay. the mind. Okay. So, um, what have you been up to? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. The way that this is already starting off yes. is a great indicator of what the past few weeks have been for us. Because Chaotic. it's literally been crazy. And I know a lot of you are feeling it out there, too. I was recently talking to one of my good girlfriends. And we were saying, basically, how now that oh everything gosh. is open, it's just it's chaos. crazy. Like, people are literally making up shit to do. Just to do. You know, she was like, she was like, Trent, when I tell you, I got an invitation to a backyard water Olympics event. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that, I was like, okay, people just making up shit now. Because they want to do stuff. They, people want to be out. And so we definitely been out doing our thing. That was, it's been fun. So first off, we're recording this on a Sunday. Marcus, you really have to get a lozenge. I'm not going to be My able to do this. My voice is gone. Get him some, Jane, can we get him some I've tea? I've got some water. I drank some tea No, already. we had tea with lemon and then tea with honey. So as an indicator of what our weekend has been like, we're recording this on a Sunday instead of a Friday, so... We're, because tired. Marcus has wanted to be out. That's why. I wanted, oh, hey, can you blame so me? So Marcus has canceled, he canceled our original I didn't date, our original, original session, and then wanted to move up and an, oh called back to moving up, a, up, up an appointment, and then tried to come in here on Sunday and do a walk in. <laughs> on Sunday. I'm like, we're not taking walk ins. But I'm here. Child. But I'm here. Has to speak to the manager and so went off. How was your weekend? How it's been this good. Weekend, it's been what good. No, is going on. Um, I mean, it's been busy. It's it's you know I'm kind of feeling all of it as well. Um, fun things, highlights. Friday was the baseball game. Yes, that was dope. We went to a sock. We caught a Sox game. Can I just say I'm sorry. Park. The socks are terrible. <laughs> okay, so what you're not gonna do is come they on here. They are not good. This is not a. Uh, is that okay? This is say? not a socks hate podcast. So no, we're hate, not doing that. But we're they, not gonna do that. So they, Jane, what, you can you can retract this from. What the was recording. it? It was seven to one when we left at the top of the eighth. 
Listen, I'm not worried. Against the Mariners, and the Mariners were, weren't losing. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that basically um, the Angels are in the outfield, and God is setting them up for something greater that you don't know about. So yeah, that was season. fun. <laughs> so the Sox game was fun. Yes. And then um, Saturday. We oh, went out Friday night. Well, we did go out Friday night. I wasn't going to talk about that, but oh, okay. what do you want to say about Friday night? We just went out. It was everybody. It was I mean, Pride Weekend. What do you want to say about Friday night? We, it's not like we just haven't talked about Friday night for the last forty-five minutes before That's recording all I gotta this. Say. We went out Friday night. <laughs> it was chaos. Everybody was out. It was Pride Week. It's Pride Weekend. It was a great time, and also there were definitely some time. funny stories. I oh my gosh, like the the whole leaving the line to get in and not Twice. getting in yeah so if anybody's been to progress like you know like during pride weekend everywhere in boys town has lines yeah and, like the line for progress was huge beyond the alleyway if you know where progress is you know there's an alleyway behind it the line was past because everybody wants the bbc during this time i cannot so basically um the line was crazy but you know we have some connections this group has some connections we, we move in a very highly connected group um, here in Chicago. And it's basically... Highly exaggerated, too. <laughs> uh, no, well, basically, we had someone to kind of... Me and my friend snuck in. Um, Y'all did, they really did. We, so we went they up really to the did. front and kind of snuck in with a group that we looked like we had matched with. And then we tried <laughs> to get the rest... just another black group. <laughs> we just tried to get the rest of the group in, which was a little crazy. Didn't quite work out the first time. Or the um, second time. It did work out the second time. Well, we were like up there twice and then okay, went the back. Okay, the third time, third time. It was, okay, you're right, you're right. So the third time we did get them in, but it was a good time. Chaos. What did you do Saturday? Oh, gosh, this is a marathon of this. This this segment hasn't ever been this long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you're, wow. you're in the real world now, baby. Um. So Saturday I went to one of the coolest fundraisers that I've ever oh, been yeah, to. Oh, yeah, um, So as you know, I'm an educator, an artist, and a philanthropist. Okay. And um, I had so the opportunity to attend a fundraiser, which was really cool, by the Chicago Youth Centers. Um, I want to give them a quick shout-out. Um, you also fought the rain. We did have to fight the rain, but this fundraiser in particular and what made the rain so chaotic for this, which I think we should call this episode chaotic. Um, right? Chaos. <laughs> it ties walking. in with the Britney, yeah. it ties in with everything. So, what I want to do... It's not a title. My mind. My, it's my mind, okay? <laughs> Go on, come on. No. We gotta get this show moving. Come on. No, I, yeah, because you want to get back out there in these streets. I do, I do. So, okay. Uh, it was called Over the Edge, and basically what this oh, was yeah, is that right. this allowed people to pledge money to see their friends, family, scale down a big chicago building do you know the name of the building they scaled it's, down it was the kinsey hotel okay um which is huge yeah yeah it's a huge building here in the city and uh they had to scale down the wall and that was really cool i was able to um go and and, and kick it with some friends and see some old friends and so nice. it was really nice i i definitely enjoyed it and shout out to the chicago youth centers um and you can Ooh. go and donate to them and then we, what do we do Saturday night? Because, I mean, I was basically with you the whole weekend except for Saturday morning. Do you want to, how about you recap something? Okay, well, I mean, because <laughs> we recap Friday. So Saturday we went to another friend's birthday. We went to this bar, this club, another birthday, yeah. another bar, another club. Yeah, we went to a friend's birthday in Hyde Park. And it was very cute. I enjoyed myself. She 
is a fabulous chef, first off, because the hors d'oeuvres and, like, the snacks and everything, on point. And, like, we're all, like, friendly for me to eat as well. I thought it was a per. This this um was a friend that had set up to do a full outside picnic. Yeah. And because of the rain and all of that this week. Yeah. Um, we decided she decided to move it indoors, but I'm telling you, I think that it was great. I think it was better indoors just yeah, because we were all able to cute. kind of just mm-hmm. kind of come in and hang out. But she still set it up like a picnic, and it was it was definitely a nice just chill Saturday night. Yeah, very cute. And then here we are on Sunday. <laughs> here right. we are. We're here. <laughs> right. HBO. <laughs> right. We wish you weren't. Uh, <laughs> what are you watching? Let's talk about that real quick. Okay, um, so um, I'm watching The Encore, which I love. Yeah. Um, I've seen some more episodes. So what I like about this very this last episode, just to do a quick little blurb, was you see the songwriting talents start to emerge, especially from the Cherished Twins, Fallon and Felicia, um, which has me excited because some of this music, some of this music was sounding good. You know how they chop it up on yeah, like reality TV say, shows, okay. but like sure. these little clips, I'm like, oh, these are little snippets. Yeah, and like they're singing through you, you know, they're singing. You can hear them singing the stuff in the studio too, and I'm like, oh, is this is this gonna be kind of good? Are some of these songs gonna be kind of good? Mm. Well, let me just say that at the end. Basically, someone was saying, "Scrap all the songs." Yeah, she, she said, scrap "You know what? All just scrap that, all the songs. All the songs that we worked on, scrap." Cut it. Since y'all done, since y'all, I think was like, we "You know what? Games. Okay, so it's since not going to be good." Since you can do it, since you think you can do it, so it's not going to be good. Okay, got it. All uh, right. Yeah. So watch that, and then also I um, started All Star Six. Yes. Drag Race. Yes. I work really started Thursday night, but what are any, your impressions? Um, I. I don't know. It's tough. Okay, I I think that maybe Trinity K. Bonet's teeth oh are going to be in the in the top, um, in the top two of the season. Don't do that. I think her teeth are going to be in the top two. Everyone's got new teeth on this season. I said that they should have just called it Teeth Stars <laughs> because this is literally Paramount gave everyone in their welcome bag a gift certificate new, to go get to go get new like, teeth. Like there's a lot of new teeth on this cast. Yeah. So I want to know what dentist. Uh, Dennis Office sponsored All Star Six, um, but outside yeah. of that, I really y'all the Jan hate continues. Who do you who do um, you did, wait? You hate Jan? No, I'm just saying like oh, World of Wonder hates Jan. Yeah, she definitely should have won the variety show. She should have won the variety show. Um, and did you then watch she, Untucked? She should have had some clips. I mean the pit stops. Uh, yes. When they were talking about how Jan should have won the ball too. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that one yeah, I don't know all the way, but I mean, she did. She could have been in the top. She, she should have been in the top. Looks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I love Jan, but the Jan is hate continues. So I don't know if she's actually going to be able to make it all the way through this. Uh, I'm also digging Raja. Who your favorites? Raja's Raja's turned some cute looks. I've got to give it to her. So I'm excited that she's going to be put on a season where she actually gets to like. Sean, because I don't know if we were able to catch all this so. Raja love in and season Sean. eleven. Maybe, maybe because there were so many other great queens too. Or yeah. season eleven, we just didn't know where to place. You know the focus. Yeah. Um, who do you think, as of two episodes in, who do you think's winning? I can't wait. Give me two. Give me two. Give me. Who you, you go first. Going? So I think that after two episodes in, 
I think Raja's got a really good chance to make it to the end. I think just the package that she's putting together so far and like the looks from like the premiere. Okay, I have one finalist that I want to name right now. Okay. Eureka. That was going to be my other one. I think what Eureka if it was a battle of the O'Hara's? That would be a gag. Oh my gosh. That would be a gag. That would be so dope. That would be a gag. I think Eureka might make it to the end as well. Raja O'Hara versus Eureka O'Hara. That would she's be She's made it to the end once already. She made it to the finale of season yeah, 10. Yeah, I mean, I think she's, yeah. Um, she's just really put together. Who I think is also good, but is going to have to step it up looks-wise. Oh, no. I think Trinity's looks are dope. I think Trinity's um, competitor uh-huh. personality, I don't know. She's already, I, I just feel like, I love Trinity, but I think that there's some things that are already starting to kind of turn in the untucked. Oh. Um, Wait, so who's the other one then you were talking about? I was going to say Ginger. Ginger Minj, but she's, the looks have to get. The looks haven't been that great. The other thing that's also bothering me about Ginger is that she's coming off too rehearsed in the confessionals. Right. Like, I can tell because that you. have done this already. I can, I can tell that you hired a joke writer or you, you've written jokes for your confessional. Mm-hmm. I can tell that. And well, this stuff is not sounding like it's coming off the top of your head. There you go. Yeah. Do you have someone else that you think? No, I think, like I said, I oh, think... Oh, you said Raja. Raja and Eureka. I think um, Kylie Sonique maybe has a chance, too. So. She's doing some good stuff. We'll yeah, see. I'm excited for her. Um, okay. Uh, oh, the only thing I... The, the one thing I wanted to say, and you go, I know you're going to say something for this, and that's fine. Uh, I watched Luca um, on Disney+, Plus, and it was actually really good. Yeah. It was a good movie. Um, they've got some very interesting themes in there that I'm like, okay. I think my only problem or like side eye is it also oh, the whole point of this is a sea monster who wants to go to school. Like just to get an education. Why not? But but with the other options that were provided, like I would have definitely chosen another option besides going to school. No. Like traveling the world would have definitely been my option. No, no, no. This sea monster said, I just want to get an education so that <laughs> I can get a job that's gonna help my entire family out. Child. So I can help turn and I can turn the pipe I can build a pipeline. I can take the way the generational Not curses a pipeline. that have that have played my family for years. I just want to go to school. <laughs> Provide me a look. He's okay? a sea monster. Give him the education he needs. Okay. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I watched that. I thought it was very cute. Um, and then of course still watching Loki. So cool. All right. Well, let's take a break, and then when we come back, okay, we'll, we'll come, um, come with, back with Wu Chow. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back with our most beloved segment entitled Woo Child. My voice is a Woo Child. It definitely is. And so let's go ahead and get started. The first thing that I'm going to cover uh, is, you know, like I said, I've been covering this Britney Spears story. Let's talk for quite about some it. Time. Oh my gosh. And this week there was a huge breakthrough. Um, I'm sure you have, if you haven't been living under a rock, Britney's finally has gotten the opportunity to speak out in a conservatorship hearing. Um, and, and she so, didn't even know she could contest. Right. And so we learned so much. This is the first time that we're really hearing what Britney Spears shares as her alleged experience living in, um, within the, the confines of this conservatorship that's been for, going on for the last 13, 13 years. 13 years. Um, and so... 
you have to, there's so many nuggets of information that we've received that are truly scary. Yes. But then also kind of reinforce this idea that, um, what's the line in Dreamgirls? You think a, a star is a king? Wake up, baby. A star is a slave. Yeah. No pun intended, slave for you. Basically, that's what Britney has been for the last 13, 13 years. years. And I think um, the saddest moment was when she was talking about how she wanted to have another child. Mm-hmm. The IUD. And that that's shit. through her conservatorship, because they can make those type of large medical decisions. They She has an IUD in... Um, that prevents her from getting pregnant and then she can't get it. She's not able to have it taken out because that's that, that would fall under the, the decision making of the conservators who just don't want her to have another child. That's wild to me. Um, and not even the worst. I mean, that is one of the worst. That, that was one of the, but... that for me, that was one of the saddest. Yeah. Um, what were some of your reactions? Number one, just the fact that like she's been under this, conservatorship for 13 years and she literally just found out that she could contest it like within the last year or so yeah that right there is heartbreaking to me because like your lawyer is supposed to be representing you you know your lawyer is supposed to be having your best she needs to fire the entire team which i'm sure she wants to do she said she wanted to uh she wanted to sue the parents she wants to sue her family her family she said she wanted to be able to tell her story speak out she wanted to take a break she said she's been working for like crazy and basically providing this lifestyle for people that she's not been afforded herself with her own money yeah like what so we talked about the the saddest part i think the worst part for me and this is where i kind of lost it um They've been making Britney attend therapy sessions oh, at a certain yeah. location yeah. that is a known hotspot for paparazzi um, and reporters and you know you know people like who like to just kind of get that sensationalized stuff and so Britney now has to go and publicly attend therapy sessions but what that says to me is that that is a ploy to kind of keep her looking frantic distressed in the public eye you know she's like they've right. reported me coming out of some of these sessions crying uh and things like that and i'm like that is trying to build a narrative yeah that manipulate. the public yeah. believes to kind of help ease anyone who's thinking oh she's not she, right she doesn't like have she doesn't have it together and she needs to be here like the fact that that was going on for me i think was the worst thing to yeah. kind of hear that there is a um there, there is a want and need by the concert, the people who, the powers that be, to build this like, this this socialized to make uh, people think idea. she's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 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 horrible. And the fact that she was even like, how can I be crazy? Like I've choreographed both of my Las Vegas shows. I've done the shows. Like, do you know what goes into performing? You've got to be in the right mind to be able so. to perform. And put on a show. And then it was very weird hearing about the part where she 
went away to that facility and like none of the other kids had to go had to, to do the, any of the, the therapy tra- the therapy she had yeah. to be at everyone like eight hours working what she said like working eight hour days ten hour days that's crazy like woo child definitely free woo child yeah free britney and i appreciate all of the people that have kind of reached out um the celebrities and stuff like that yeah but the fans yeah. have been there since day one saying The fans were Britney. outside the courtroom uh, yeah. this past week. Brittany wasn't even at the courtroom, but they said, we're going to show up anyway. Yeah. Because um, she did it, I think, through like a Zoom video chat. It was chat. like a phone audio. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... And she didn't even know what was on. And then she was like, oh, this is streaming? Great. And she kept saying, she was like, I'm so glad I've been able to... Like, I now get to get talk to, to get you. Get to talk, yeah. It's, yeah. Who child. Okay. okay. What um, do you have? Okay. <laughs> From one crazy to another... Child crazy life. story trick daddy and beyonce <laughs> let's talk about it he was i think it, it was kmel or something like that and he was talking about oh trick how beyonce can't sing and he was basically saying take it to the house <laughs> i know i'm not saying she can't sing but she can't sing you know like the yeah. real singers you Duh. know she is to r&b what jay-z is to hip-hop and it's you know, they he's definitely not the goat, and he was like, he's like, don't get me wrong, they're terrific business people, right? But when I think, of, what do you say? When I think of singers, which I think is of the, people like Alicia Keys, which is the equivalent of you know what, gorgeous gowns, right? Beautiful gowns, beautiful, beautiful gowns. gowns. I think. What do you that, think about this? Uh, tricks. I I don't know what has whatever's been eating tricks face for the last three years has done went to his damn brain, okay. Because well, now you just saying have like lupus or something like that. Is that, that what it is? I think he does have like a it might be on the some brain. kind of disease or whatever. But he's I, it's, fucking it, crazy. Something is going on. I think this was a um, you know I think that this was just some. Uh, let me say something Publicity. sensational. I can get out here on the um, yeah. internet. I can be out here on the videos. Do interviews. Keep with, my name out there. Do interviews with the news. What I, what is a little bit crazier, and um, I don't know how to really handle this, but the fact of how this story in particular has been mm-hmm. covered in the media. Okay. It's I mean it's literally everywhere. Like yeah, yeah someone said something about bad about Beyonce. Oh, then everybody's the world is going. Yeah. World stop. If you have never seen the BGC skit on SNL, oh, yeah. please YouTube it because that's basically that's what basically this what is. Happened. This is what this is what happened. They flooded his Instagram and every, I mean they left bad reviews on his restaurant and they got <laughs> child. They swarmed him. B- the BGC does not play. I'm exhausted. Okay. So Wu Chow because I don't. And also, just Beyonce can definitely sing. Let's just stop right there. I'm not even going to even dignify that with a response. Because, like, that's crazy to me. I didn't think so. Okay, what else do you got? Okay, you know we just celebrated Juneteenth, right? Yes. Did you hear about this story of the Ikea store with the Juneteenth, the special menu to celebrate Juneteenth? I just cannot. I'm exhausted. Okay, so protesters employees of ikea as well as a number of other groups have started to protest in a response to this juneteenth menu that was set forth by ikea um they have now so apparently created this menu that has included um fried chicken watermelon mac and cheese potato salad you can see my face collard greens candy yams (laughs) <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. This sounds great, but like, is this not stereotypical? 
This is when racist. Listen, I don't know who it was at the helm. I don't know who was around the table who said, "Let's do this for." Is it IKEA like a Swiss company or I, something? That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. Like, aren't they foreign? I think they're Swiss. Yeah, something like that. Norwegian something. So maybe. <sighs> so I'm not really sure. I think you know what. Let me say this. I'll, let me say this because this okay. was a this was supposed to be like a lunch to help like celebrate with the employees. Right. I done. You tell me, is this the equivalent? I've done a. It was Black History Month. I did a soul food. I did like a soul food lunch, uh, staff lunch. We everybody gets to order lunch mm-hmm. um, once, uh, like once a year. Like the employees in my old office, we uh, everyone would take a, a month ordering, and so on the third Wednesday of every month, we would all have a staff lunch together. Right. February was my month. I did a. Um, I, I did. I ordered from the soul food restaurant. I don't think that's the same, though, because, number one, it's black history. So, of course, you should be tasting black food during yeah. Black History Month. For Juneteenth, though, I think it just hits a little different when you have, like, a white company presenting these foods as opposed to, like, a black company presenting these foods. And virtue signaling in the yeah. poss- in the, in the worst possible way. Yeah. I'm sure that this little lunch that y'all did didn't accompany any information about what Juneteenth <coughs> is, who it's for, what it's about. Or anything like that. I feel like um, you know that the the term virtue signaling. Yeah. Like that is this this would be a textbook. Absolutely. This would be a textbook case of that. Absolutely. Um, uh, who knows? I mean, they've now issued an apology. Of course, Akia said sorry and won't do it again. Da 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 da. But this, y'all, we're not gonna sit here and um, desecrate this holiday that we just got. Okay, so let's work to try to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to make it better and how we're going to celebrate. Woo chow. Woo chow. Um, That's all I have. Okay, well, the only thing that else I really wanted to talk about was the black TikTokers on strike. Oh, yeah, Um, I saw that. This is, you know what? This is when activism and art really do take full center stage. For those who don't know, um recently black tiktokers so the tiktokers from the app who use who make the uh, dances to kind of go with all of the latest hit songs um have assembled together and have done a strike um in regards to putting out new content on tiktok Mm -hmm. now this is in response to um a lot of a lot of things that we've seen with like the algorithm, the algorithm, but then also a number of white creators taking these more credit. these these contents and recreating them, and then being put on shared on tonight national show. stages and tonight shows and the Jimmy Fallon's yeah. and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so this is more in response to that of like them not being the the original creators of this content not being recognized, um, and so. Baby, when I tell you the numbers don't lie. So, for instance, Megan Thee Stallion's brand new song, Thought Shit, that's been out. And this is as reported by The Root. So, when she came out with Savage, Body, WAP, for instance, Savage had uh, been featured in 22 million TikToks. Okay? Body, 1.5 million. Mm -hmm. And WAP, more than... uh, Four million. Okay. Okay. 
thought shit has only garnered 165,000 videos. Try to take our bit, but you look like shit. And <laughs> we're, we're the, the ones, ones who, who are, are down, down with, with it. it. I think that they are going to have to try to figure out how to make sure that people have to do a better job of finding the original creators of this. This yes. has been some. It, there is no excuse now in 2021, as we've seen this has happened for years and years with, you know, white creators like Elvis taking away songs like Hound Dog from black artists. Yeah. Um, and like just kind of this going on throughout the years. There's no what you need to do your research because the I'm digital the footstep is there. And they're most likely black. So, chow. chow. Why am I still giving these lessons in 2021? Because people still need to learn. All right. I think we should take a break. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and then when we're going to come back, Marcus Steele is going to spill. Our last segment of Pride. Chow. We'll be back. Yeah, child to me, I don't. It's it's this is never my last month of pride because pride for me is three sixty five. You better say okay? that, just like so, Black History Month. Yeah, same way. <laughs> you wear your pride every day, and everybody clocks you. Girl. <laughs> they don't. I, I don't need to be clocked because I wear who I am. I, I wear I wear my heart on my sleeve. You see me coming. Yeah, I'm a wolf and sheep. I'm not a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm a wolf. You see me coming. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. Um, yeah, I just wanted to do a quick segment to wrap up Pride Month because I know uh, yeah. this is the last little week. And I'm talk- I'm tired of talking about Pride myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> facts. <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring it all the way back to the very beginning. You know, let's reminisce for a little Child, bit. When I tell you, let's tell oh, some wait. stories. Okay. Yeah, let's tell some stories. Okay. I-, I so I just basically wanted to talk about like. What was your coming out experience like? What was that story Which like? Which one? For Which you? one do you want? To, I mean, I've had several coming out experiences. I mean, Which tell one me do you your most do? memorable or your most impactful or your most funny, whichever you want to tell. I don't care. Um, most and oh, I don't know. Okay, most memorable would probably be um, the cluster of coming outs when I um, came out to you. In Vegas. In Vegas. It was very much like set up like a reality show. What happens in Vegas? Um, it was a lot of like small conversations and then kind of one big conversation. Kind one of like what you one. see like on like a Housewives. A lot of like small, small, small little conversations happening this and there on the left, far right and left and then one big group conversation. And so that was probably one of the most memorable. Um, I enjoyed it because I thought that I kind of Get I kind of guessed what everyone's reactions were going to be. Did you guess correctly? For the correctly? most part, um, yes. But one thing didn't happen that I thought would happen. What? I thought that you would then come out to me. Girl, don't be trying to put my narrative on you. Because I when I look and I said and I told look and I said when I told everybody I was. Coming out there, Marcus Steele's. Now, why did I get in there? How am I in it? See, I didn't even do that. I didn't even do nothing. You you came out, I said, great. All right, what are we going to do? And I thought you would, yeah, but that didn't happen. But that was the only thing. That that was the only thing that was different. Um, I'm trying to think. There have been some other coming outs that have happened too that have been like really funny. Um, Sometimes there's, you know, it's always funny when you're coming out because it's like, 
you either get the response that you thought was going to happen yeah. or you are going to be, you know, maybe super disappointed or super happy. Surprised. Yeah, super like, you know, like, oh, wow, I didn't see this coming. Um, how do, the, the ones that are like, why didn't you tell me first? Like, over regards yeah. in regards to someone else, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't ever know how to feel. I guess I feel... It's it's very weird because my my best friends from from high school that was their reaction because when I told them they were like so you didn't tell us first and I was I I think that makes me feel good in a sense of like they don't care but at the same time it's like well maybe it's not a competition like it's definitely live. not and it's just how but I mean I guess you take that as out. a comforting sign right yeah sure so um but I mean those are just um. Those are just some of those, like, you know, funny things um, in regards to coming, my coming out stories. What about you? I tell you what, the one that surprised me, um, coming out to my brother, surprised me. I didn't think that he was going to take it well, and he was actually one of, and is actually one of my biggest advocates. Mm-hmm. And so that was a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, and he actually, we had had a conversation. I told him when I lived in San Francisco, and we spoke over the phone. Um, and just had a conversation about it. And he, of course, I opened the floor to questions, and he asked questions, or whatever. Um, but he, had, he, the, the, the last question was, he was like, "Well, have you told mom and dad yet?" And I was like, "No, but I am going to." And he was like, "Oh, well, do you want me to be there?" And I was like, "Absolutely." And so he was a good support system because we didn't know how it was gonna go. And he was like, "I think it'll be fine." And I was like, "Well." At this at this point in time, when I go home to visit, I usually stay with my parents, and so I was preparing for the worst. I was like, "What if they kick me out? That I got somewhere to go?" Um, and he was there just to make sure you know things didn't get too crazy because I'm easily excitable too. Um, but it was actually a very good experience. Um, obviously, mom already knew. I feel like moms always know, mm-hmm. um, so she wasn't surprised. But my dad was a little surprised. He got quiet and was very silent for a little while, and. I think he was just trying to like take it all in because yeah. um, come to find out, my mom had told me that they had already they had previously already had conversations about me and <laughs> my sexuality and like, do we think he's gay or yeah. do we think this and that? You know, they had already had conversations amongst look, themselves. Uh, look, people know when they're raising a little queen. <laughs> I mean, the de- if the Destiny's Child and Beyonce posters on my wall didn't give it away, I don't know what did. Right. So, because, you know, I'm trained. So, (laughs) I I think the other, I feel like when I told you, it was very anticlimactic because, of course, you already knew. And so, it was just, uh, okay, well, thank you so much for telling me. And you kind of like, while I was telling you, you had like this little smirk on your face the whole time. Like, bitch, I already knew. I was waiting on you. (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting on you, sis. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the, let me send your gift basket in the mail. (laughs) Right. Um... I mean, I'm glad that you had, like, that experience. My coming out to my mother was not what I had hoped it to be. What did you, so um, what did you hope it to be, and then what I was hoped it actually? That, I hope it was going to be a, thank you for letting, like, we already, I, I've been knowing. Right. Um, I've been knowing. it. I think just because of how animated sometimes I can be, and then just kind of, like, everything, everything that my mom now tells me, and, you know, we de- it's become normalized over the years now, and so we definitely have these conversations now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how could you have not known? And so I don't know if she she was definitely caught off guard. Um, 
I did not get the, oh, I would have known, like, I've known it was a, um, it was a, it was a lot of looks of shock. She couldn't have been surprised. Couldn't have been. It was a, it was a lot of, like, looks of shock and, like, I'm not, like, right, like, raised eyebrows. (laughs) Um, and it's like, you know, just a lot of nonverbals. You know, it's really more so like right, in right. what they're doing and what they're what they're doing with their bodies so and their facial expressions. Yeah, it was a really a lot of nonverbals, and so um, we talked about it for a little bit that night, and she kind of shut it down. Didn't really want to talk about it, um, and then the next morning we had a little bit more of a conversation, um, and it wasn't like a full conversation of like full out like full out acceptance, but mm-hmm. it was more so just like a we'll okay well we're gonna see how this goes what is it about black families and like homosexuality being just so taboo and like they don't want to talk about it they don't ever want to you know like my family my parents they don't ever really ask me like how's your love life who are you dating or anything like if i bring it up to them like yeah. they'll listen and stuff which is what i've kind of now that's funny because now see my mom is the exact opposite now um but no i'm just saying it's really funny on how she's on how much she's flipped because now that we talk about my old man a lot, you know, she's given me a lot of advice when it comes to my relationship with my old man. And so it's very interesting to just see how that that is now. She's kind of surprised me on both ends a little bit. Very nice. Um, well, and so it's been, it's been very different. Yeah. Cause I didn't see it coming. So she's kind of surprised me on both ends because like I said, that second conversation regarding, you know, my coming out with my mom was very much like, this isn't settled and we're just going to see, okay, like you now have this information and how you want to move forward is kind of on you. And, right. you know, I always have the utmost love and respect <laughs> and, um, but it's now it's, yeah, it's kind of just like what it is now. So, yeah, I, I think that's the only other thing I wanted to say was just that I feel like now I just do my best to try to normalize it. Like and speak, from from well, you know, my experience. Um, I think the only other thing I wanted to say was just that it goes back to the topic of like, how do you want like when you have a family one day? How and say for instance this comes up again, like how do you think you would handle it now, having had having lived through a, an experience like this and having to come out to people. And like, is it even necessary to come out anymore? Like, I didn't, I don't feel like I actually came out. I told the people that I cared about and that were in my immediate circle. And then everybody else just kind of found out when you find out on social media. It is. I don't know if those big statements are so much of a thing anymore. I feel like you have those people in your life that you do want them to have the information to know about you like you know it's right. important people that um, you talk to consistently it's really important that they you know you want we as a, a society have grown like just an innate need to want to share details about ourselves. yeah um and so you do want those certain people to have that knowledge about you and so i think it's okay i think it's perfectly okay to still come out and have those conversations because sometimes whether you like it or not educating someone about yourself is something that you know it's just it has to be done and you're always for me i'm always coming out even when i'm you know at work hello like at work you know everywhere your life everywhere you go so it's um so yeah i mean that's 
I, I think that it will still continue to be a thing. Um, it might get more and more. It might become more and more less of a thing as I think our society or our generation, I mean, mm-hmm. grows older. Um, because at this point, honey, if you haven't seen Generation on HBO, everybody's just doing everything. <clears throat> All I have to say is nobody can tell your story better than you. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, let's take one more break. When we come back, it's our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, I'm glad because I can't sing today. Girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, and what, what day? <laughs> Can you? Um, but no, I'm not going to go there with you. Right. It is time for our signature segment, Fizz, Fizz or Flat. flat. Alright, I'm going to go first because okay. I think that some of these are going to have a little bit of a debate. Let's do okay? it. The first thing I want to talk about is the T-Pain versus Usher little exchange. I read that little in the air, back of the airplane. Now, did you watch the Netflix special? Of who? Of this, so this came from a Netflix special. Oh, um, no, I haven't yeah, watched so, it. Basically, uh, Netflix is, because they're doing all kind of stuff, um, re- has released this uh, This Is Pop. Oh, I saw that that yeah. just got released, but I didn't watch. I'm going to watch it to this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, T-Pain is on this and talks a look. You know, it kind of is a, I guess it's the, you would call it the equivalent of like a behind the music yeah. kind of. Um, like from VH1? Yeah, basically bringing that, bringing that back. But... Um, okay. He reflects over a lot of different stages in his uh, career, and then he talks about in 2013, uh, coming uh, going to the BT Awards. He was on a flight, and a flight attendant brings him back and wants to talk. Uh, says the usher wants to speak to you, and so mm-hmm. him and Usher are having this exchange, and he talks about how much he admired Usher and respected him, and Usher basically is like, "Man, you kind of fucked up music mm-hmm. um, for the those who really sing." Uh, regard basically uh, nodding to T Pain's auto because he's made auto too popular again, right? Exactly, yeah. and so um, T Pain was kind of like this started a. He was like this was like one of the things that kind of started, yeah. but you know, kind of kicked off. I won't say kicked off because he didn't say that, but he well, was, he said it's where he, he said he didn't know it at the time, but looking back, that it was at this moment that began his fight with depression. Yeah, he's like he didn't realize how. That was one of the factors that kind of helped start, like, find those. It was like one of the triggers. Right. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, my thing is this Do you feel as though it was right for OG Usher to be like, bro, come on, what, what are you doing with music? No. And give it, and like, give, now, I, I mean, yeah, like, what do you think? No, I mean, if you can sing, nobody's ever gonna be able to take that away from you. And number number two, T Pain can sing. No, T Pain can definitely he sing. Won the best and we singer. saw we saw with you know he came of I think he I guess coming out of that depression he wanted to kind of start Ooh, change that narrative that he couldn't and sing so he started to do a lot more of his natural yeah. voice. But yeah. I will um, say it provided a new path for people who aren't as strong of singers to have a viable career. Yeah. But again, I feel like if you're using autotune in the studio, you're only hurting yourself when you go on tour because people are going to hear the real you anyway when you go on tour. Yeah. So... I think... I mean, there's just a... If you make it to tour. I couldn't imagine being in a place of just kind of 
having someone that you really do respect admire, and admire. And yeah. He kind of talks about it. He was like, he said when Usher first said it, he kind of like, T-Pain like laughed it off like, oh, right, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, he, Usher started to kind of go a little bit more deeper into yeah. it. And he was like, oh, this is this is something that you really He's like, oh, you feeling. mean this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 uh, I don't think that this was the right way to do it. I don't but either. there is a way to kind of go and, you know, guide in the younger ones, I feel like. You know, from those old pros, somebody like an Usher, not to call him an old pro. I mean, he is now. But, you know, just as, I mean, there was a way of going about doing it. And I think that, um, you know, and T-Pain has also made it clear that he still has love and respect for Usher. You know, he still, um, he's, he, he still has much uh, admiration for him. But I think with... Someone like this coming trying to check a younger one, that's it's the wrong way to do it, bro. I agree with that, but I guess my last question I have for you on this is: so, what male R and B singers are really have really been popping over the last decade? Didn't somebody just ask us this? Probably. Someone just asked me this question yeah. over the last decade. What male the singers male R and B singers that have like been Miguel popping. had a moment, but then he kind of well, he and his record label split, so he's independent now. And y'all are not even gonna like me. Chris y'all gonna, Brown y'all had a moment. Me, y'all about to call me um, in his old Doja Cat uh, because who? the only person I was thinking of, you know who I thought of? Who? Sam Smith. R and B. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's no. why I was like, y'all about to. No, ma'am. I was like, y'all are about to. No, ma'am. Y'all about to cancel me. No, ma'am. But I'm just saying, like, I, I, I don't, I can't think of anybody. Like, you remember there was used to be that age of people like Genuine, Tyrese, Case, I, Joe. I really can't think you know, of someone all right male now. R and B singers. Could you? I mean, this is look. This is bad too. Over the past you ready? Decade. You you ready for who I'm gonna say again? Who? And I know that's double cancel, double homicide, <laughs> Bruno. Bruno has definitely made but then you know a that, statement. But people are like yeah. calling, calling it R and B, which I don't. But I don't think that's appropriation. I think Bruno is definitely an R and B. He has crossed over more mainstream lately into pop. I just but really, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm really trying to think, Marcus, and I can't well, name I can't someone who in the last a male pop artist in the last decade, no, that we've seen. Yeah. is a singer. Wow. No. What was the boy that said he was the king of R and B? Jaquise. Uh, Jaquise. Jaquise. Yeah. Jaquise. It's an L for me. It's yeah. A child. I, I can't. Damn, that's tough. Uh, so wait, are we giving this a fizz or a flat? I'm giving this a flat. Usher, this was dead ass wrong. I'm gonna give this a flat too. Yeah. Um, the only thing I had is I, you know, I'm good for a shout out in fizz or flat. I am obsessed with Doja Cat's new album. Oh, okay. Planet Her is so. Good. I see this being her first number one album. I so think this might be her first number one album. Favorite songs? Um, favorite songs, Woman, uh, Options, um, uh, Ain't Shit, that's the name of the song, um, Need to Know, Kiss Me More. So every song. Okay, got uh, it. Thank you. Every you, song. Uh, and you just one, going down the track list. The one with okay. the weekend. No, I'm there. Thank the you. Like it's a really good album. You should honestly. You I've, should take I've a listened to it. it. I've listened to it. I've listened to the first half of it. I've I've liked it. What, I've what, felt, do you have any favorite songs? I like um, no shade, but the, the two songs that I really like kind of sound like a little bit like each other. Woman and Naked. Oh yeah, um, yeah I said that too. But I really do like both of those. Yeah. Um, the uh, that's really the only one that I really. Those are the only two I really like, but. 
I mean, I've only listened to the first half of it. Oh, okay. Nothing else has really been like nothing's grabbed me yet, but it also takes me a little while. Yeah, I had to listen twice. Yeah, it but takes I was me a little like, while for like it, it. me to yeah. to get it. So. I didn't really like the song with her and Ariana Grande. I, I don't do drugs. I didn't I, like that one. I thought that there could have been more. Yeah, we could have done a little more. bit more. I would. Um, I, th- I think I would have liked maybe a little bit more poppy, upbeat. Got it. Still underwhelmed. <laughs> Basically, um, and then I like the. Um, the little nod she did to Nikki in the other song, uh, what is it? Get into it, yeah, or I think is what it's called. And then she has a little shout out to Nicki Minaj at the end because she had um, did a massive attack reference. So it's a cute album. The artwork is great. I give it a total fizz. Uh, the video with the weekend is also really cute too. Um, I like that song too. So I'm just I'm impressed. Very diverse, a very yeah. eclectic album. Um, I was not expecting that from her, and it's dope. I'm here for it. It's a fizz. Yeah, fizz for me too. Um, what else you got? Uh, I wanted to talk about this um, this white man, uh, Carl Nassib. <laughs> Carl Carl Nassib. Nassib, yes. yes. So he's on the Vegas Raiders. He's yeah, the Raiders. Yes, he plays for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but recently, Carl Nassib, uh, who is 28 years old, defensive lineman. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, is recently came out publicly um, and is now quoted on quote being the first as a trailblazer and quoted as being the first openly gay athlete to be drafted by the NFL. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, no, that's no, not the, right. The, the first openly gay athlete to be playing in the NFL. Playing in the NFL. That's active. what it is. It's active. Because Michael Sam that's did what I was, not play. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. He got drafted by the so, Rams, but he got cut. I'm trying to play. figure out, because I'm like, wait, wait. Now, what we're not going to do is so sit up here in a race. He got drafted. He came out. And then there was some foolery going on, and they cut him. And most people allege Which was, that they cut him because he was gay. Yeah. I mean... I, and you're not gonna make me believe any different. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, so uh, and I know a lot active. about football. And you're not. And I. And I'm a true insider to the game. Anyways. But what I, I think. I am. Hmm. I am here for. What do I want to say? Because I want to be supportive of Carl as so well. So first off, I will say I be, mad props to Carl because he came Good. out yep. and he also donated $100,000 to the Trevor, Trevor Project. Project yeah. And he also said that we need more queer representation in media and he felt responsible for that. And so he said, he said this has been a long time coming. Okay. He's been consulting his family and friends and he felt like it was important to have that representation out here, especially in sports. I, I do want to give it... However... Yes. Go ahead. I will say it's always very interesting how the media covers white men when they Hello? come out as gay. Can we please talk about it? But when black men like Lil Nas X and other other black men celebrities come out as gay, it's I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to be rug. supportive of Carl, but like Man, the way bash. that the the way that the world has been going up for these white gay men coming yeah. out. Um, and living their truth, speaking their truth, i.e. Carl Nassib, uh, Colton Underwood, cool. yeah. um, and all these other little... Yeah. Let, look. Keep it there. <laughs> Let's keep it there. Keep it cute. But the way that... I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do I yeah. combat that as a, like, as a person, as a purveyor of media? Um, but then, like, why can't y'all just do better? Like, why does it always have yeah. to be... This kind of 
Um, this, that to me, to me, there there should be no uh, hierarchy when it comes to the queerdom. I agree. There should be no hierarchy. Y'all all gay. I agree. Y'all all gay. Yeah. So we have. To, I, I feel like they really have to stop doing that. And I mean, of course, it's from deep rooted with racism on top of you know homophobia. So I think there's just that there, there just needs to be a better job at covering black gay men. And because we wonder why we have so few. Right. We wonder why we have so few coming out. Because and the narrative why, is always hello. negative. I will say to Carl's defense. He did say that he was not going to do any media interviews because he didn't feel like that was necessary. He was like, I don't feel like this should be a big deal of me coming out, so I don't want to do any media. Let me play. Let me play. That's what I'm here to do. That's my job. I'm not speaking to anyone. Coming out should not be a big thing for some gay person to have to do. Let's see. And so I give him props for that. I give you props. Let's see. Let's see. So I give a fizz to Carl for coming out and making a statement, but I give a flat to the media for, once again, elevating another white gay man while leaving all these other black gay men who are celebrities by the wayside. Yeah, I am um, definitely conflicted. I mean, yeah. I mean, same as you. I, pr- I applaud anyone coming out, but I'm just... Right. I, it makes it hard to want to celebrate. Um, I'll just say that. Hello? Uh, Do you okay. have anything else? No, I don't have anything else. So what are your final thoughts leaving this episode? Uh, What are my final thoughts? I guess I'll just tie it up. Let me look real quick. I'll tie it back up into... Uh, <laughs> My pride Child, segment. this lozenge. Get him a lozenge, please. Uh, this is, this is, we outside. Uh, it's always good to reminisce. I mean, Pride Month, I I, I think you kind of, you were joking about it earlier, but it does make, it kind of makes me think about when you said, um, you know, I, I come out every day. And it's kind of really true. Like, I mean, I feel like every new situation I go into where no one doesn't know me, I'm in a constant mode of having to either, am I going to be my true authentic self and be me? Or am I going to try to put on some kind of facade to make everyone else comfortable? And so, like, I feel like there's always a constant need to come out every time you meet someone new. And sometimes it's a little exhausting. And so instead, I've just I've decided and chosen I'm just going to be me, and that's going to be it. And you either get on board or get lost. Happy Pride. That's all I got. No big realization for me, but just a reminder that all skin folk ain't kin folk. Um, Jesus. And basically, what I'm talking about is going back to Trick Daddy. No, no, no. I guess this don't really make sense with this. Yeah, I'm confused. But this tie back in it's just is blood thicker than water i guess that's more so when i think about britney's experience with what she's been going through with her family who have kind of all taken part in this this building a narrative about her or against her (sighs) you should have said more money more problems no, that's not what I'm... I'm just talking about how the family... Like, you can't oh. trust your fucking family sometimes. Oh, no, true. Um, which is just sad because, you know, if there's anyone that's supposed to have your back, um, it's supposed to be them. But as time and time has proven again, uh, it's not always the case. And so, just love your family, but you also got to just make sure you're keeping people around you that 
you really do trust. Yeah, and taking care of yourself. It's important. Free Britney. Free Britney. Um, all right, where can they find us? So on Cold Pop, you can find us at Cold Pop Show on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Cold Pop Co- Podcast on Facebook. And where can um, they find you can you? find me at, at Trenton Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me and hopefully my voice back soon uh, on Instagram, Twitter, all the socials at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment, like, and subscribe. And if you have any uh, email, you know, topics you want to talk about or give us more, shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Get her voice out of here, I know. please. I it's, feel like Ursula stole my voice. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, guys. And so until next time or until Marcus's voice comes back, oh my gosh. Uh, we will see we you We outside. Bye.